Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. It's your host, Jordan Halstead here, and I am so excited. We're going to be doing or really like a part two of three, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, we are coming back to The Dark Knight, uh, but we are going to be talking about The Dark Knight Rises. And so Mike and I are going to be talking about the third film in the installment. Um, so that's where the, the third part piece stuff comes in. But it's really the second because we didn't talk about Batman Begins. So maybe one day we'll go back to it. I don't know. Um, but Micah, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's um, kind of like Back to the Future, right? They... <laughs> They went to 1955, and then they went into the future, and then they went to the past. So, like the Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight oh, yeah. Rises, and then we're we going to go back all over begins. the place. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, excited to talk about. I mean, this is a part two for us. I mean, it's part two because it's the second one of this the the Christopher Nolan trilogy that we're covering. Um, yep. And it's the order of which we're covering it. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to be here. So, cue Huey Lewis in the news. There we go, and we'll have them. Uh... The power of love. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know how that would fit into the Dark Knight Rises, but here we go. You know that. Well, there was the whole love story, and we could get into that a little bit later. But, um, you know, I let let's go back to 2012, where this movie came out. Were you excited for when this episode or when this movie dropped? Um, going in like your first viewing with what you remember. Do you remember being excited for this film or were you like, nothing's going to live up to the dark Knight? Can it be both? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, ex- I was, I was excited to see it. However, I knew that it wasn't going to hold a candle to the dark Knight. Yeah. And you know, for that, and you tell me a lot of times now when we go screen movies and go see new projects, like don't get your hopes up, just go in with just, Open mind, open mind and a fresh perspective. And, and I think I did that. And, um, I will say that when I went to see this, I think I've, I only saw it once in the theaters, maybe twice. Whereas I saw the dark Knight dozens of times. I felt like I saw that movie, you know, so many times that summer when it came out. So, um, yeah, it, it didn't live up to the expectation. I was excited. I was excited that they were, they were kind of bringing the story to an end and they kind of, we're going to uh, continue where they left off with the Dark Knight. Tragically, with Heath Ledger's passing, I wasn't sure where they were going to go with that. Um, I wasn't sure how I felt about their choice of villains, which I'm sure we'll get into as far as... Um, with Bane, yeah. With Bane, um, yeah. And then, obviously, the the return of Ra's al Ghul and all that stuff. And so, um, the the idea for me... You know, you, you mentioned this a lot here at Nerd Talk, Jordan, but, like, the idea of... I wish they wouldn't kill villains, right? So, like, Amen. I wish... Amen. Like, Amen. They shouldn't have killed Aaron Eckhart or Two-Face in The Dark Knight. So, like, he would have been a great one to to bring back in The Dark Knight Rises and, and kind of pick up where he left off. Or, um, at the time, there was a lot of rumors that, that Johnny Depp was, you know, proposed the idea of playing the Riddler. I don't know if you've ever heard that that rumor before, but there was I a... I heard that one. There was a that big... That would have been cool. Yeah, there was a big rumor that Johnny Depp, and this was like during the time of Pirates of the Caribbean, was you know really you know, and that would have and, even propelled him even further. Yeah, so like, oh my I think he would have been a great Riddler. So, um, well, yeah. and I'm going to pause real quick. There was another Riddler that I would have loved to see. Now, this is this is Tim Burton era when when he he went for it, but Robin Williams wanted to be a Riddler at one point. And there was talk that he could even show up into the Dark Knight series mm. and kind of just 
be in that, but I think he ended up passing around the same time frame. Yeah. So, um, and he might have I mean, been a little bit both of those too old. Great. Well, he might have been an older Riddler, an older version. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still think I, it would have been cool. But yeah, I, you know, there were so many villain choices, uh, you know. But again, I I don't think that it was. I was going to get my hopes up in respect to to where we went with the Dark Knight and how popular and how well received the Dark Knight was. I remember, so 2012, we were at Denver International Youth Convention. So I was at a church event and we got home and like maybe a week later is when the, the, the thing dropped and there was a, there was a shooting in Colorado and it was either Colorado Springs or Denver. I forget which it was in the Denver area um, out in Colorado. And I remember this happening and I actually know one of the victim's mom, um, absolutely love her she's phenomenal i've had many conversations over the years with her um she's she's a phenomenal lady and i just remember getting these text messages like oh my gosh we were we were like right in that area and i said that was over a week ago guys like like you you've been in different places where at different times things happen um but we're okay like it's it's okay and then years later serving at a church where his mom ended up being uh one of the 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 members of our church and, and having those conversations, like it broke my heart even more. And I'm like, you know, th- this series was very realistic. This, this kind of, I think inspired um, some ideas and some people for, for what the, the damage that could be done. Um, I think that when it comes to the villain, I'll, we'll go ahead and shift into that real quick. I think that when you do realistic villains, there's that imitation game that's going to follow because some people are crazy. Some people, um, they're, they see things and they're not mentally well. Um, they're, they're willing to try a different stunt. They're willing to murder people. They're willing to do all these things because, oh, well, the Joker did it. Oh, well, Bane did it. Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul did it. And they can take pieces of those films and they can just change things up. I mean, that theater, I remember reading stories and, and even hearing stories from, from the mom where it literally talked, they were talking about like, People thought it was a stunt. They thought it was just like someone cosplaying at first. And Mm -hmm. it it just went crazy. And I'm like, you know, the Joker was such a great villain. But there were were issues when it came to this film. And I remember it kind of getting some some big flack because of an event that someone took that had nothing to even do with that film. They just happened to be at that film. And I think that, that hurt things. But I think that when you do those realistic villains, it really hurts your movie. Um to an extent, I think superhero movies and, and Marvel is starting to shift away from that. They're getting into the more comic booky kind of looks. They're getting into the more feel of, oh, we can add realism to these. So that way, like, because that's how we're bringing them off the page. But they don't have to be like, all of our superheroes are basically just militiamen. <laughs> like, we don't have to have it that way. And all the villains are mirror images um, of our heroes. Like, we, we, can, we can add different pieces and elements of them. And I, I think that, and I think the, a great example of that is Kang. Like we're see, starting to see some. Oh, of the, the... absolutely! Thanos, Kang, those those characters where they're not just a militia piece. They're they're idealists. They're they're time travelers. They're they're, I mean, giant purple monsters with multiple butt chins. Like grimace. Just, yeah, like <laughs> there there's so many pieces that they can start to do, and I think that for them to choose Bane. And not jack him up on steroids 
was was completely wrong. I think that they robbed him. Like you don't have to do the Tim Burton like eighties nineties Batman films where you like he's a dunder walking around and you just have to aim him and like then he's a wrecking ball. I don't need that. Like you can have the smarts with it, but I think that the fact that they didn't use the venom, they didn't do some CGI to really like make him a larger than life character. I think that really hurt the character as a whole. Um, I get like you wanted that, that very realistic mafia, like the underbelly of, of Gotham. Like I, I get that, but I don't think Bane was your, was your choice. I think like you said, bring, bring two face in, pull him like, Hey, we set him up in the first or in the first dark night. And in the dark Knight rises, we're going to have this whole piece where, like for a little bit, he's gonna be the villain, and then the real villain will show up. Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe maybe have him as like a sub villain, and then maybe the penguin shows up, and like penguin is just like, like taking the underworld by storm, and like he he starts organizing the crime in a way that no one else could. Like, like you could easily do some things like that, or bring in Poison Ivy, and you you could make her a little bit more realistic of where like she knows botany, and she starts to use those those science skills to start to take over Gotham. Uh, Mr. Freeze, you could have done something a little bit more realistic with him. Like th- there were different characters that I think would have been much better suited than the way that they took that Bane character. What were your thoughts about Bane? Well, before I do that, like I think I really want to see a modern day Mr. Freeze. Like I liked yes. Bat- I liked oh, Batman okay. and Robin. Like, and I, as cheesy as it was, I thought it was you know for its time to see you. Right, like. I just freeze. Wow. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I, I haven't watched those in a while, but I think I'm going to go and, and use the rest of my week that this weekend, I'm just going to go in and watch those. Cause Oh my gosh. those. I really enjoy goal. Batman forever. That's one of my, like, cause, cause I was a kid and I watched it. Was I really like Danny DeVito one. No, uh, Val Kilmer. Oh, oh Val Kilmer. Okay. Was Batman, it was Batman returns forever. And then Batman and Robin. Yes. Is that how that one worked? Yes. Okay. Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. But that was like the late 80s, early 90s run. Um, but the uh, Val Kilmer was the one in Batman Forever. That was when Chris O'Donnell was introduced as Robin. And then you had Jim Carrey as the Riddler and, Riddler uh, and Tommy, the, uh, Lee Jones Tommy Lee Jones. Is, oh, Tommy Lee Jones was great. Yes. So um, I, I would love to see a modern day Mr. Freeze. Like, I don't know who would play that. I don't know. You know, we could have Mark another... Strong. Oh, I'd put Mark Strong in that role so so quickly. So, but I would just love to see what they would do with CGI and and like the suit these days. You know, today versus you know twenty years ago. And, and could tell you that imagine story. just like at like the base of his helmet that goes over him? He's got just a few LED lights, and like you just see this little fog that just sits. Like it's just this con- consistent fog that just right at his neckline. Like that way, it's kind of like he gets lost in it. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, some like deep red goggles. I'd be, I'd be all over that. Yeah, because so, you, you could do like a militia kind of feel, while st- while still doing like the the ice villain superpower stuff. Yeah, so you know, I would love to see that. But in, in reference to Bane, I, I really kind of didn't know what to think going into the movie when I saw it. But like, I. I enjoyed how they wrote him, mm-hmm. but I didn't like how he looked. And my brother Lonnie, um, who's a big fan of these these three movies, 
Um, you know, he, this person hadn't really got into acting as much yet, but Lonnie said, what if you had like a Dave Batista play Bane? Okay. Like, so I'm going to pause real quick because there's news about that. <clears throat> so Dave Batista working as Drax on, yeah. on the guardian stuff and James Gunn now running DC, I guess. <clears throat> and this like just broke as of like January 15th, 17th, 19th, something like that. It just broke out that he was going to, he walked into DC's office, said, I'm playing Bane. And they're like, we don't have Bane on the schedule yet. Like we, we have no plans to use Bane yet. And he said, that's okay. I'm playing Bane. Mm-hmm. And then it starts breaking out that like all these uh, Guardians characters, the actors and actresses that James Gunn is like, I would love to bring them into the into the DC universe playing different characters. And I'm like, okay, so Dave Batista is going to play Bane. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Which is funny because Lonnie, my brother Lonnie, said that for years. He was like, I think you know Batista would be a better better oh, version yeah. of Bane just because of his build, right? Yeah, and it's um, more of an aesthetic piece, yes, than than the acting piece. Uh, I I don't know. I really don't have a lot to say about about him other than like I thought it was cool. Like the way they wrote him was cool, but the look of him wasn't my favorite. And so um, it was it was like they were trying to make him look really strong but no matter what they did they couldn't if that makes sense so like he it just lacked he walks in with this mask on and he walks in with this cool trench coat on but yet he's really not that intimidating yeah like i thought about the most intimidating thing he did in that that movie was when he snapped that guy's neck like it right i mean and then he when he tried to you know when he broke batman's back but even at that point it was like well you know it's really funny because like I said, they didn't do the CGI build where like he's breaking the back. And I feel like that's more of the iconic look of you're breaking it over your own knee. And like you weren't big enough to go and break Batman's back over your own knee. Like you're you're not grossly muscular. Like I, I want to be throwing up because of how gross you look with how much muscle on muscle on muscle. Like I want a tiny head on like a massive body. Mm-hmm. Like I just I want I want that kind of feel. And I feel like they just missed that mark when they were trying to show the comic book. Like, cause I feel like you look at Marvel, they do these, these really great like splashes of like, Hey, that was taken from this scene. Like you look at civil war for a second and there's that scene where Iron Man is shooting his uh, repulsor blast from his hands onto cap shield. Well, that's, that's an iconic Marvel moment from the book civil war. You look at the moment when uh, Spider-Man from homecoming, when he's like under the rubble, after uh, Vulture shoots his uh, his glider around and it like knocks the building down on him and he's like pushing up the whole thing like that's a very iconic moment. There's there's all these different pieces and they they know how to not necessarily like copy and paste but like make it very clear like hey this is what we're giving the nod to and I think that they missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it just. And like, what an ask, right? To come in and 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 be the villain after the movie oh, yeah. like The Dark Knight, and you know, try to try to follow and 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 not even not even just Heath Ledger, but like even Aaron Eckhart, right? As Two Face, like you have two stellar villains and two stellar acting performances, and then you're asked to come in and be like, oh, by the way, you're going to be Bane, and you're going to follow Heath Ledger after he tragically passed, and an iconic performance of of the Joker, and then even Aaron Eckhart as as Two Face, like it. 
How do you follow that? Do you think that the reason they didn't use Riddler as their villain and went for like a Bane or like, and I'm going to say a more forgettable kind of villain was because they knew they couldn't follow. Like they, they like, as they were writing, they're like, we have to push out another one. We know what we can do, but the villain is not going to be, because like, I feel like there was this, this whole big redemption piece and you could have really put any villain in there for Batman to fall and rise again. Like you, you didn't have to use Bane. You could have really used anybody, but do you think that that's why was because like, following the Joker, if you did Riddler, like those, those are kind of similar characters. I feel like yes would be the too, too easy of an answer. So I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm saying no is because I, I really thought the writing for Bane was good. It was just a look that I wasn't super impressed with. Like okay. the way he was able to manipulate things and the way that he was able to basically turn Gotham upside down and, and create like a civil war within the city and like really just turn everybody against each other and nobody knew what was going on and the cops were, you know, on, all on edge and, you know, like just basically overthrew the government in the city of Gotham. And it was just like, he, he really knew how to, 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 to manipulate. I mean, which is what the Joker did, right? He was a tyrant in, in Gotham city. And so kind of the same deal was like, he was going to break the city and he was going to break Batman. And so he did both things. And so at the end of the story, like you said, there's redemption there. And, you know, he does a great job of, uh, you know, like, I don't know, uh, being, I don't want to say pawn is not the right word, but he, he did a great job of being the, um, help me out, Jordan. What's the, like he, he, Bane did a great job of being like the, uh, almost like the, the decoy, right? He did the decoy or he did a great job of being the decoy as, as Ra's al Ghul and all that that story was being told as well. And, you know, like you said, there was redemption at the end of that story. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say he was, he was a throwaway villain by any means. I just think that his look wasn't aesthetically pleasing as, as much as like, look at the Joker's costumes and in every scene that the Joker was in, in the dark Knight, like his makeup was different. His, his costume was different. Like the way that he did his paint, like his, the smile and the, the clown and, and and his hair was different. Well, sometimes and, you saw a little bit more skin, right? Than, and than so the makeup and yeah. Bane was literally in his a trench mask. coat, a mask, and sometimes he didn't have the trench coat on. Like that was it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that was it. And I feel like you know, I didn't even think about that. I feel like the the Joker with Heath Ledger was a little bit more of that flamboyant, and because he was always shaking things up to his character. I feel like that really stuck where they were trying to fit because Bane doesn't have a whole lot of like like wardrobe changes or anything like that. Like you you see different types of Joker outfits all the time in comics where Bane is is for the most part, if I remember correctly, like he's he's pretty cut and dry with what he looks like. So they were probably going to to some of those effects, but like when you're getting this this stellar situation with with the movie before and kind of stepping back and trying to replicate it. But you're like, we need to stay to the character. Cause how weird would that be? If every, every time you see Bane, he's, he's in a new trench coat, he's in a new outfit. He's like, that would be a little weird. Yeah. I mean, but to your point, it was like, he was very, you know, you have this very, um, you know, Gotham's in a civil war and he, he looks like he's very much a commander you know, leading an army. And like yeah. he, you know, his, his outfit doesn't deviate much from, 
what you see throughout the entire movie. And so it's, um, it's a different approach for sure. Yep. So, you know, kind of switching gears, what did you think about Selena Kyle and the way they told, they told that story and, and Anne Hathaway and, so I, I was actually about to shift us over to there because okay. I wanted to know about that. So, you know, I think that Anne Hathaway playing Selena Kyle was a phenomenal pick. Yes. Um, the last big thing that we'd seen her in really was the Princess Diaries. Um, that like she she wasn't massively involved in a whole lot of stuff. I mean, there there were things that she was a part of, but she wasn't like real star studded yet. That there were still movies that were coming out in the next couple of years that really helped cement her um, even further. Um, but like, I just remember her from, from Princess Diaries and to see her walk up and be Selena Kyle, I was like, wow, I really like the, the casting choice. I think that the way they wrote her character, because Catwoman, I mean, you could take her in a million different directions. Um, you can do the, the cat and mouse kind of play between her and the cat and the bat. You could do where she's kind of a villain, um, you could, I mean, there, there were so many different pieces and I loved the, the love angle that they went with it, that they were creating this relationship. And at the end, when they're, they're together, I really liked that. Um, I think that, I think that was probably one of my favorites, uh, character wise in the development, especially in the DC universe. I don't feel like I've really ever latched on to like any of the, the love angles that they've gone after. I didn't care for wonder woman and Steve Trevor. Um, that didn't stand out to me. Um, Superman and Lois Lane from, uh, what was it? Uh, the man of steel where it was Amy Adams. Like she was fine, but like, I didn't, it didn't sit with me. And then like the justice league with the Snyder cut, um, seeing Iris come in and there's that, that quick moment. I was like, I didn't care for any of that. I really liked the Selena Kyle and, uh, first Wayne, the, the dynamics. I loved how she was brought in and she's like, like, doing wardrobe change as she's walking. I thought that was just genius. What were your thoughts about it? Well, now that you pretty much said everything, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Now that I've stolen everything, what were well, your thoughts? Well, so a couple of things like I, I thought she was a stellar pick, um, you know, in comparison to Michelle Pfeiffer or even Zoe Kravitz. Like, I think she blows those two out of the water. Um, do you think that the reason Zoe Kravitz doesn't stand a chance yet is because we're still kind of not a huge fan of that movie and that she kind of gets sucked into that one? Perhaps, but I think she okay. did a great, I think she did a good job in that movie for what it was. Yeah. Um, but I still think that Anne Hathaway was right. Like, I think she just did such a. Sometimes you just nail the, the, the first time you just, right. you just crush it. And so she. Film. I guess something that I appreciate so much is that she, like you said, Jordan, she, the way they told the story in this movie was pretty much genius, right? Like she, she didn't have her life together. Yep. She, was a, she was a cat burglar. She played the game. She played with the mob. She, you know, pretty much played with fire. Um, and then As she does in the comics. Right. And so, you know, Anna Hathaway is a fairly attractive woman. And so she just like my, to, to take that even further, my best friend Cole from college, he he had the biggest crush on Anne Hathaway. And the fact that she played Catwoman, he was just like, oh my goodness. It's just like, <laughs> he's he was just like in love with like her performance in this movie. And, you know, I thought it was cool that she, like you said, she would change her clothes in the middle of a scene on her way to the next thing. And she would, you know, she very much, you know, very 
she knew where she was at all times and she was able to, to she read to, the room around her right. that was the cool i think that was one of the coolest pieces is batman and catwoman in this series the two of them knew how to read the room they knew how like they knew their character so well and the, the characters were just so well written and one like, of my fa- my favorite scenes is when she tries to steal bruce's mom's pearls yeah and he shoots that bow and arrow <laughs> and it scares the crap out of her uh, you know and you know he was like my mom you know those pearls that look familiar my mom had a set just like them and she's like oops and she just bails and then you know it kind of inspires him to get back into the game after being kind of like laid off dormant for for a while yeah yeah so i think they play well off of each other and you know when he goes to the the ball and he's there and he sees her and he's you know he gets the pearls back and you know it's just i thought it was really really cool how they they did it and she was she was ready to bail and if you're watching the movie for the first time she i see what you did there by the way christian bale yeah christian she was ready to bail (laughs) she was ready to christian bale uh you know (laughs) if you're watching this movie for the first time and had never seen it before, like she, you would think that she wasn't coming back. Like she was just going to go and she wasn't going to be, she wasn't coming back for the movie, like at the end of the movie. Right. And so like, and when like she like a does, little cameo and that's all you get. Yeah. Yep. And then she does to, to help him. And then like they even play the love interest even more, you know, to the end of the movie when, you know, Alfred is like, you know, I, I wanted to see you in a cafe somewhere. And I had this dream of you just living your life, living your best life. And, and they do. And I just thought that she did a, an outstanding job in this role. Well, and I think even one step further, her suit was really cool because do you really want someone dressed like a cat? No, because not, not in this. Like you can add features, but she had these goggles, like the, the little, do you know what I'm talking about? Those, yep. those eye covering piece. But when they flipped up, they made cat ears. Right. And I was like, that was genius. Like I didn't care for it when I was when I first well, you saw just it. Just put but... the girl in all black leather, and it's like okay. But then, like, like you said, that it kind of flipped as a convertible kind of deal, where it was like okay, yeah. she has these goggles, but then she has the ears, and it's like oh, she's right. So it's it was classy, I guess is yeah. the, the word. I, I'm I think that they handled that well. I I kind of wish they gave her the whip, just so that like she was like trained with a special kind of like item that not everybody else has and like she's a little bit more special with it like she could use but i'm okay that they didn't like it wasn't this whole because the training and the time and and trying to figure all these things out i'm like yeah it's not worth it um especially because that's not real realistic especially with the approach that they went for but just those small effects of like hey here's my goggles oh they're also my cat ears um i I think those are really cool touches because that way she's not running the whole time with cat ears. Cause that would be a little weird if she, if she, she's just running around with cat ears the whole time. Like, what are you supposed to be? Uh, don't you see my cat ears? Like, it'd just be a little weird. Well, and then when, when Bruce is like no killing and she's like, where's the fun in that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was just so many, like, I loved how they have, how, how she kind of adopted the, the bike, his bike as he transitioned out of that because into the bat. Yeah, because yep. Bane had the the tumblers, and you know she got the bike, and then he got the bat, and so like it was just really cool to. Did you did you enjoy the fact that they kind of transitioned her over to that? I did. You know, I I was thinking about that before we started recording, and I I thought about the point that 
because you made this you made this comment on the first episode that we did when we talked about uh, the Dark Knight. Like the Tumblr was Batman Begins, and then you destroy it, and then he's on the Bat Pod, mm-hmm. and so he ran around on the Pod for the Dark Knight, and then he has it for not a whole lot in in the Dark Knight Rises before he gets the Bat, and he's kind of flying around in the Bat for the majority of this film, and I'm like. Each each movie he's had his own separate vehicle, which I mean in comics, like every time a new artist or a new runner comes in and starts starts doing their own takes, they typically put a new style of Batmobile in. So like he's probably got two or three hundred Batmobiles. Um, the guy I actually replaced at my job is a huge Batman fan, and he had like every Batmobile and Hot Wheels that they had ever done. So like he he had all these different ones and I've gotten Lego form I've got all the different Batmobiles um, that I can get and it's cool to see the different different takes but I love the evolution of like hey every movie he's got a different vehicle and that it's not like a hey for this part of the movie I'm flying like you don't have the bat for like part of Batman Begins like you get the tumbler for the whole first movie and then you get the bat pod for most of the second movie and then it. Like you get that and the bat in the third movie, like it kind of does that, and I I love that, and I love that Selena got the the pod, so that way it wasn't a hey we destroyed another vehicle, and that's why he moved into this this like aerial helicopter plane, whatever you want to call it, the the bat. Um, like it's not like hey we destroyed another vehicle now he has to move forward again. Um, like this was a hey. I don't need this anymore, but you need a vehicle. So how about you take this and I'll go grab, grab the helicopter thing. Yeah. And I just think that she was a, a really good choice for this role. Oh yeah. And one of the things that makes me sad about it is the fact that she only got one movie. <laughs> well, and we talked about this a little bit on the last episode and I want to bring it back up. Do you think that she should have been in the dark night? Do you think if they would have brought her in, in the dark night, do you think that would have been better? Um, I think it, I think it would depend if they killed the villains or not. Right. Like it, I think you could have shuffled a number of ways, right. You could have kept, obviously you couldn't keep Heath Ledger because he passed tragically, but like, what if, what if Aaron Eckhart had lived or what if Aaron Eckhart wasn't introduced until the third movie? Um, you know, you, you get a slow introduction of Selena Kyle, at the, at the end of the Dark Knight, um, post the Joker, you know, kind of riding off into the, you know, because he's flying, like Batman finally catches him towards the end of that movie, and he's kind of just hanging there at the, off the side of the building. And uh, what if they kind of introduce him, like they did at the end of Batman Begins, which we haven't covered yet, but like how they they throw up the Joker card, and they're like, oh, you're, you know, we're we're gonna get there. We're just we're just planting that seed. So like, what if they planted the scene of seed of uh, Selena Kyle and you know, slash Catwoman, and... Um, well, what if they would have completely replaced Rachel? Because we talked about that, too, it, because they replaced actresses. What if instead of actress replacement, you would have just done a character replacement? Yeah. And you would have had Selena be the love interest in that first... And, and maybe you just have her kind of show up as Selena for the longest time, and you, you don't really see her as Catwoman until the third movie, but you at least have her in both films. Like, Do you think that would have really enhanced and, and done better for the love of man where where why don't we have more selena kyle why don't we have more Anne hathaway yeah well that's a great point and one of the things that was mentioned in 
in the Dark Knight was when uh, Bruce was getting attacked as Batman by the dogs, and he goes yeah. to Lucius, and Lucius is like, um, it does great against cats, and so they kind—I of, thought they were kind of planting the seed for Catwoman there. Oh, in the Dark um, Knight. When when Lucius was like, it does great against cats. He's like, well, what about dogs? He's like, what kind of dogs? He's like, big dogs. <laughs> so like, yeah. Um, but that you know they kind of teased it there. But but yeah, I think they could have went up any of number of ways. They could have they could have planted her earlier on in the Dark Knight. They could have saved Aaron Eckhart and you know pushed him alongside of Bane. And like they even told the story a little bit with the Dark Knight Rises of of when Bane was trying to terrorize the city. He you know he sold out commissioner Gordon and the whole thing that happened with Harvey Dent. And so like, you know, all the more reason for them not to kill him. Like <laughs> they could have told that story a whole lot differently, or they could have killed him in, in the dark Knight rises and saved that. I don't know. You know, there, there's another character that I want to, I want to address. And I, I absolutely hated this character um, because of the way that they treated him at the end. I loved him through the film until they did the re- reveal at the end. What did you think of jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character? Remind so, me. The so guy that played Robin? The guy who was Robin. Okay, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember his name. Um, I thought he did a good job in this movie. Like, he was still pretty young. Um, I think that you could have easily just said, hey, like, this is Dick Grayson and not done a like raised by the Batman, like totally could have, could have gone a different way. It's like, I like the approach they did with the Wayne home, the the foundation for the children and and all that stuff. I also appreciated the fact that they didn't go full blown Robin with it, but I also heard, and I don't know if you ever heard this, but like Christian Bale said as, as long as he was Batman, he didn't want to Robin. And if they did Robin, he wouldn't be Batman anymore. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. So I'd not heard that, but that doesn't surprise me one bit. So I think I think the compromise in the Dark Knight Rises was that was that very much they 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 planted the seed, you know they they talked about him being Robin, but he actually wasn't Robin like Christopher O'Donnell was in the nineties, for example. Yeah. Well, I think what they could have done and what they should have done was at least just say, "Hey, this is Dick Grayson," and like he was raised in the Wayne home, and he went on to become one of the police officers he works with commissioner Gordon. Like you could have, you could have done a Robin without doing Robin. Right. I think that, that that's that piece. I also, I also just think that this is a series that could have helped build a DC universe in its early stages. And I would have loved to see like the flash or Superman or green lantern or any of them show up. But I also know that they, they put such a time jump between the dark Knight and the dark Knight rises and then basically, like, killed Batman at the end of it all. Like, I wish they wouldn't have. I wish they would have left that open. I could have. I would have loved to see six movies out of him, um, just to have like an established DC universe. But at that point, most people didn't even know what what a universe of movies would look like. Right, because you were just getting into the Marvel stuff with, yeah. with Iron Man well, and the Avengers and all the that year stuff, that yeah. the Dark Knight came out was the year that Iron Man kicked off the MCU. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they had no idea what they were doing. And that didn't include the Writers Guild when the 2009-2010 stuff was going on. And they were struggling to, to write good movies because people were on strike and um, trying to keep the thing afloat. Like, it, yeah, there was, there was so much going on. Yeah, I, you know, it's... I didn't think this was a bad film. 
No, just, no, no, no. I, I think it was good. I feel like we're like we were guessing over the Dark Knight, but like we're being pretty critical over the Dark Knight Rises. But like I think that they were good for different reasons, obviously. Well, I, th- I think it's also you're coming off of a great film, and you're going to be harder because, well, the last one was was way better, and I think that that's part of what we just have to get past is, hey, you know, it it was better, but for different reasons. Like you, you there, it's like apples and oranges. They're all fruit. It's all Batman, but it's a different movie. And, so. you know, they, they did a great job of, like... I mean, because it was heavily rumored at the time that, that Heath Ledger wasn't going to be done if he would have passed. Yeah. Like, they would have just continued that story into The Dark Knight Rises, and Bane may have never happened. <laughs> right? Like, it would have just been a continuation of of the Joker story. Um, and they might have had a Catwoman along the way, but like it was, um, like you said, there's so many different directions they could have went with villains. But like at the same time, with the DC conversation of, okay, could we have kicked off the universe here? And I, and I think you could have because what did this come out in 2012? Right, you yep. said, right. The Man of Steel comes out in 2013, so like this very well could have kicked that off. Well, and Green Lantern, not mm-hmm. that it was a good film by any means, was 2011. Right. So like so you right. had three years of DC films, bam, bam, bam. Right. And I, I don't know where Christian Bale stood after making three of these movies, like as far as continuing that conversation about being Batman. Uh, I know that when the Batman came out with this or I'm sorry, last year with the Pattinson, you know, they there were several interviews that Christian Bale did. Like, would you like to be Batman again? Would you like to be an older version of Bruce Wayne? Or And he said he very much entertained the idea of doing so. So like who knows? Like he could have played, you know, the long ball and, you know, but then again, the, the Ben Affleck version may never been born as a result of that. So, um, there's so many different ways that they could have, um, went with this, but like, I don't know. I think it's Where a our multiverse counterparts are getting to enjoy those films that we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of the cast of this movie? Did you think it was as, as as stellar as as the Dark Knight? I mean, Heath Ledger obviously aside and Aaron Eckhart, but um, there were some the, good. I think the additions that they brought on were really really good. I mean, I like you said. I think that it was the appearance. I don't think it was the acting or the storytelling that that came wrong with Bane. Um, I think I think Tom Hardy did really really well with the character. Um, I think his voice was even okay. Like I didn't, I didn't have a problem with. I mean, it sounded weird. And, and I know Will, if Will's going to listen to this, um, Will would do his whole "I was born of the dark" kind of thing. Like, like if he was on this episode, he would have done that. But you know, we make fun of those things. But I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you're, you've got it's kind of like Darth Vader. Like his voice is going to be different, and they chose to go that route. I'm okay with it. Like that, that did not bother me. I thought that he was great. I thought Anne Hathaway was great. Joseph Gordon-Levitt coming in was great. I mean, you still had like Commissioner Gordon with. Uh, you still had Michael, uh, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman. Like you still had all those guys. Yeah, you got of just... all of these different guys. Gary Oldman, helped... sorry, Gary Oldman name. as as Commissioner Gordon. Yep. Um, you have like all of these long-standing because they were in the entire trilogy, and they. I feel like it wasn't just Christian Bale holding this series up. Where like, if you go to the Man of Steel, like Henry Cavill held that movie, um, and and where like. The Batman with the, the Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. This whole series was a team effort. And I think that's why this this whole thing works so much better is because each movie, you bring in someone new, like 
your villains, I mean, you can kill off your villains. That's fine. It's not something I would choose to do, like killing Ra's al Ghul with Liam Neeson. Like, come on. Like, seriously? This is a guy who in the comics comes back to life over and over and over again. I was like, man, that would have been really cool if he would have shown up in the third uh, installment. Man, that would have been awesome. Um, what was your... I have a funny... Well, not funny, but like a random... Uh, so I went to college. I went to undergrad in West Virginia. Yeah. Which we were really close to Pittsburgh. We were about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of my friends that were uh, communications majors actually went up to Pittsburgh because they filmed that football scene in Heinz Field. Where oh, yeah, 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 the Steelers Stadium. A lot of my friends were extras in the crowd in that movie. That's so cool. And you, you can never see them because they're, they're panned out. Yeah, it's out way, way it's, too far out, and everybody's freaking out, and everybody's like... But like a lot of my friends... Yeah. yeah, a lot of my friends got to be extras in that, in that scene. So That's, that's um, cool. What was your favorite scene of this movie? Oh, you know, I loved... This is going to sound kind of weird. I really loved two specific scenes. One was when the plane was getting ripped apart when they introduced Bane. At the beginning? Yeah. It felt very reminiscent to how they introduced Joker, um, except for instead of killing off every single one of his goons, like he still had his team, but like they were pulling the plane apart and they're like setting up this, I'm a bad mamma jamma. But I also loved when they set up Catwoman well, Bane, with... Well, Bane was like, no, at least one of us has to stay with the wreckage. And like... And the guy was like, yeah, I'll, I'll He's do like, it. sure, I'll do it. I'll just stay here and, and I die believe in the with cause. the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other was when they introduced Catwoman and just the, the quick changes and that like Commissioner Gordon has this speech ready and he's like, it's the 10 year anniversary of, of Harvey Dent's death. And I think it's time to say the truth. And like he puts it away and then Catwoman is doing all these changes real quick. And, and Bruce Wayne is like, I'm hosting these events, but I don't show up to anything anymore. Like, my back is hurt. Like I'm, I'm this old brittle man. Like I can't do this kind of stuff. And I just, I loved the way that they, they set that movie up to begin. I just, I, I loved all of that. I think for me, so, so two things, one, we talked a lot about the, the film score in the dark oh, night yeah. episode. Recently at work, I've been listening to this probably once a day, like the whole film score for the dark Knight rises. Hans Zimmer did that one as well. Yep. And um, my favorite scene is when when Bruce is getting out of the prison, and those guys are going shut. Yes. Oh. And then like they go nuts when he finally makes it. Like that's that's really cool when he finally gets out of the prison. And then the other thing is after towards the end of the movie, um after Batman gets stabbed in the back, essentially literally gets stabbed in the back. Um, you know, he's finally fighting Bane in the streets and he's finally getting the better of Bane. And he looks at Bane and he's like, now you have my permission to die. And like, he just beats the snot out of him. And it's like, he yeah. finally just shows that aggression. Like, yes, Batman's an aggressive character, but like, that was the most, I think, aggressive that we had seen him up into that point, except for the part where we talked about in the dark Knight episode when he's in the, and the holding cell with the Joker when he's beating the snot out of the Joker. Yeah. Like other than that, like the two times the... we see him let loose, like yes. boom, boom, right there. And he breaks he breaks Bane's mask 
And he's like, he's like, now you have my permission to die. That those two scenes for me are just incredible. And then, you know, of course, the film score throughout the entire movie is just like even at the beginning, like Jordan, when you're talking about the whole plane scene when they introduce Spain, like the the doom, yeah, like oh yeah, the, and then in the background you get the that 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 like almost like that war cry, and it's like wow, this is just going to be a they just they built and Hans Zimmer just does phenomenal work of building on what he's already established, and we we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we're like he he sets the base and and begins. Then like Dark Knight, he like builds off of it and like adds certain elements to it. And then you you have some of those pieces that show up in the Dark Knight Rises and like they just keep adding in it. And there's those iconic moments that you're like, this feels very familiar. Like, oh crap, what's about to happen? Like, this is gonna be it right here. Now, I will say this before we wrap up. There's one character we totally neglected to talk about that I think that they did massive disservice to, and her name is Talia Al Ghul. So Talia Al Ghul is Ra's al, or Ra's al Ghul's daughter, and she was the one that kind of helped uh, take over with with uh, with Bane because she's like the real villain or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, is are you talking uh, marrying Miranda? I think is, so. The like, girl that plays Miranda. I maybe. I forget what what it was, but it was her name's her name's Miranda in the film, and she sets up Bruce like she like she sleeps with yes. him in the movie, and then at yes. the end of the movie, she's the one that stabs Bruce in the back. So so that's supposed to be Talia Al Ghul, right? Right. So, but but her her name in the movie is Miranda. Yeah. 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 So I, I I struggle with this because there, there's a few elements at play here. First and foremost, there was a long running like comic book piece where she was the lover of Batman. So mm-hmm. like they they had this this kind of kind of like what eventually became with Catwoman, um and and not not near as much as what Catwoman and his relationship are, um but there's this whole piece of like they have a child together, they've had multiple arrangements where they do something together and then they sleep together, um and th- there's there's this this relationship dynamic that I'm like, you could have set that up in Batman Begins if you're gonna bring her in later, like that would have been really cool if like you could have done some flashbacks to like. I remember you like, like haven't seen you in forever, Talia or whatever. And if, if she would have been like carrying around a child, that would have been even cooler because that would have been Damian Wayne, which is Batman's son. And I'm like, that is such a, a very huge character. I'm like, you could have had not one, but two Robins be at least shown in this film without ever even addressing like, Oh, Hey, we're, we're going to be Robin. And I'm like, Oh, there's like in that time frame, that was around the time that, that Damien was really coming into play in the comics because that was New 52 era. Um, and he actually took on the mantle of Robin in that, that same time frame. And I'm like, you had the perfect setup. Like, you could have easily been like, hey, I have your kid here, and he's 10, and you need to, like, be dad because something's going on. I was like, oh. Or if they would have, like, heck, if they could have switched their villains and been Deathstroke as the villain, like, that would have been really cool, too. Yeah. So. I mean, there's there's just a lot of pieces that, you know, looking back, I would have changed, especially knowing what I know now. Um, but yeah, that's just that's just where we sit. But uh, any other thoughts, comments or remarks about The Dark Knight Rises, which you would have maybe changed or, or what what you liked the most or whatnot before we head out? I, I think I appreciated that there was resolution. Like, you know, we didn't with The Dark Knight. 
knowing that there was going to be a third one and this was going to be a culmination of everything. I, I enjoyed like what you said earlier about, you know, they did the, they did the love story with Selena Kyle. They're sitting at a little bistro in Europe somewhere and they just kind of ride off. Right. And you don't always get those in movies. And so you don't get that with Batman ever. Right. And so, well, especially Batman, but I'm just saying in movies in general, like, it, you know, it's maybe a 50, 50 bet where you're actually going to get a happy, you know, feel good ending to a film where you're not just crying your eyes out or something like that because, you know, somebody you cared about died or, you know, you thought that movie was crap or, or whatever. Like yeah. I thought, I thought they did a great job of letting, you know, letting Christian Bale, if in fact this was his last appearance as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, right off under the sunset. And then, you know, even having uh, Robin find the Batcave at the end of the movie. Like I thought it was just a very, you know, fitting kind of ending to, to what we knew. And like, it was something that, that Selena Kyle says in the movie, but she's like, you know, these people, you, you don't know these people anything. And so, like, he did his service. He 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 served his purpose as Batman, and he just rode off into the sunset. And quote, he, 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 it was like he retired, and he just kind of like, yeah, I'm out. And that was okay. So, what about you? I I just, I really liked the, the ending. that That last bit of, because I feel like when you watch a movie, especially superhero movies, you don't know what you're going to get at the end. Did you think and he was going to die with the whole carrying the bomb out? I thought. Of I thought he was. I thought. Yeah. I thought he was on there. I thought he was on the bat, and the nuke went off, and that was it. And because here's the thing, they didn't just straight up go straight to the to that bistro place that's out in Europe. They took their time and they built it up. Of here's Gordon's like his his send off. Here's Joseph Levitt Gordon's Robin character. His send off. Um. And, and they kind of like extended the Robin piece of, oh, hey, what's your what's your name? Oh, it might be under Robin. Um, and then there was the him finding the Batcave and there was uh, all, the, all the like Lucius Fox. And, and then you get to the Michael Caine and then you see it like him just sitting there at the, the place. And he's like longing for that, knowing that that Bruce is gone. He looks up and there's Bruce. And I'm like, is that real? Is it not? Is yeah, it well, I, that's a good that's a good point, too, that you brought up, like, you know, Watching that movie, you could think, "Hey, is this just a, like a like? Is it just him imagining it, or is it is it is it really happening?" And did he did he honor his word, and did he ride off into the sunset truly? Yeah, yeah. You just, you got to figure all of these pieces out, and which just, is good yeah, because it leaves the audience up. You know, it leaves the audience our interpretation. Yes, yes, hundred percent. So, well, with that, this has been another great episode here on Nerd Talk. I've had a lot of fun talking about Batman with you. Which I feel like maybe this is what we're going to turn the podcast into, just Batman talk. <laughs> or some of our strongest stuff comes here. So with that, Micah, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me uh, and all of our fans out there. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting us. And we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.